Welcome to In the Trenches with Dave Lappin, brought to you by First Star Logistics, as always, coming from our outstanding studios. And welcome to part two of Phil Sims. Man, we could have had 20 parts to Phil Sims. Phil Sims is a great friend of In the Trenches. There's no question about that. And his football knowledge is so broad, so expansive. We talked about his MVP, talked about his Super Bowl experiences, talked about the Super Bowl in general, talked about the Cincinnati Bengals, talked about Joe Burrow. If we talked about anything football, Bill Sims can cover it. National Football League, college football, high school football. I don't care what it is. Enjoy part two with Phil Sims. You know, there's there's a, uh, in my mind, if you love the game, truly love the game, that gives you a leg up in, in any facet that you're going to be participating in the game. You love the game. Your son loves the game. Chris is a great friend of, friend of our podcast, and he is a very, very astute football mind. You have to be tremendously proud of your son. He's, he's phenomenal. He's outstanding. So all the Bengals head coach, Zach Taylor, dad, right. dad was a football coach. Ryan Callahan, dad, was a football coach. Dan Pitcher, quarterback coach, dad, was a football coach. Joe Burrow, quarterback, dad, was a football coach. Come on now. All of a sudden, you have all these guys that football has been their entire life. They are all about the game. They love the game. That's a factor, isn't it? I I think it is. You you know, you start learning about all this, just so many different things about football at an early age. I think I heard Jalen Hurts. Somebody said, something about his youth he goes uh yeah i was in the equipment room and i was this and you know so you know his dad's a high school coach yeah. did you see his dad interviewed uh during the super bowl week oh man dad dad is uh doesn't have a lot of hit, uh, giggles in him does he he's he's serious a heart attack man i'm oh telling you <laughs> and it, it fits now i see jayla hurts i understand you know yeah. everything but yeah i think that's huge you know to grow up in that atmosphere where you know, when you talk about uh, sons of fathers that are coaching football, what do we talk about at the dinner table? Man, we're talking about, you know, everything about football, everything that's involved in it, the coaching, the design, just how you interact with people, all that. And I think it's uh, I think it's really important, and it's a great example of, of what you're talking about, how you can have success when you get in this coaching profession. There's all kinds of uh, leadership, you know, qualities and abilities and all that sort of thing, Phil. And I mean, by, by nature, the quarterback has to be a leader. I mean, the quarterback is yeah. the leader. The quarterback is telling everybody what they're going to do when he calls a play. You know, I mean, basically he's the guy that uh, he's the most mouthpiece of everything. But when, when there's uh, extraordinary leadership at the quarterback position, doesn't that raise the whole boat? Sure. It does. When they're a natural born leader and then you put it with talent and it's displayed on the field, man, you got it all. And, of course, that's Joe Burrow. You know, yep. we know that. And it, it's it's sometimes it's hard to be the ultra-competitive leader that you want at quarterback if the quarterback's not good enough or playing well enough. And, uh, you know, I, I always think the quarterback has the second biggest influence on the football team right behind the coach uh, because of how he does, you know, and that, that was the one thing I, I learned a lot from all my coaches growing up. But Parcells was huge in that. He was huge. Sims, they're not your friends. My <laughs> God, you're their leader. And, 
you know, you know, and he was unbelievable that way. Yeah. Listen, no matter how what you do, there's going to be guys in this team that don't like you because you're the quarterback. And he goes, but don't worry about it. Just lead them, you know, whatever. And, you know, he would yell at me, quit trying to be their buddy. I mean, I, I could write a book on parcelsisms, that's for sure. But you know what? That was his greatest thing. He really understood the big picture. Big picture, And Dave, he could relate to anybody. I mean, anybody. And people say to me, not to get off on this tangent, you know, I don't think Parcells could coach today's players. I go, well, then you're a dummy. Right. He could coach. In fact, the most malcontent guys on the team were the guys that loved him the most. <laughs> because he could connect to them, which yeah. most coaches before him hadn't done. And uh, I saw it at work many times. And he was like a restaurant owner. You know, they're serving the food. He's walking around. Hey, how's your meal? How you doing? You know. <laughs> And he knew how to work every table differently, man. But uh, to me, that's coaching not only X's nose, but learning and dealing with players, their personalities and all that stuff. When you got that, man, you you got something special. So you won world championship uh, in in New York with the Giants. Coming off of that year, it's like, man, Uh, are the Giants a destination or what? World champs, the Big Apple. Oh, my gosh. You know, it's like. Everybody wants to go to New York and play for the Giants. The Bengals coming off back-to-back successful seasons. They had not all they've not always been, been a destination. News flash on that one. Cincinnati has not always been a destination for reasons. But now with Joe Burrow and you know the success, it's become a little bit of a, a destination as such. You have to capitalize on that, don't you? I think so. You're right. I mean, you got the quarterback, you got the coach who says he wants to coach there for the rest of his life, which I thought was pretty cool. And all that, and and everything about Cincinnati has over the last two years, really maybe all three since Joe Burrow was there, it's changed, and players look at it differently. Like, wow, Cincinnati's going to be on the max number of games on prime time this year, whatever that number is. Everybody wants them. Uh, the story's awesome. They're exciting to watch on both sides of the ball. So, yeah, it's a destination, and it's going to change the minds. I think of players around the league thinking. Well, I got to choose between, you know, this and that. And you go, yeah, I'm going to sense it because it looks like a great family atmosphere. That's what I, that's the feeling I get even from the outside. And uh, of course it's led by Joe Burrow and that's a good spot to be. Let me ask you about the quarterback compensations uh, scenario going on here. Deshaun Watson, that, that deal with Cleveland, you know, everybody's like, oh man, that's, uh, you know, that, that, that's, that's totally, totally out of the norm. That's an outlier. Well, it seems like now you have uh, Daniel Jones looking for forty-five million a year. Joe Burrow will be in the fifty million. Uh, th- this, these, the economics of this are crazy. And then, how much guaranteed? Will he guarantee, yeah. Like Deshaun Watson, partial de- guarantees. How long do you think it'll take before a quarterback signs? It's like which one's going to be the first one to sign? Will he take a contract that's not fully guaranteed? Will he take this? There's a lot of pressure on. The first guy, right after Deshaun Watson signed that big deal, you as the uh, guy in the, this type of position, what kind of dynamics going on between, you know, agent, team, quarterback? What do you think's happening there? Man, you know, Dave, it's hard to even answer that question, really. Uh, you know, the Deshaun, Deshaun Watson, you know, all the owners are still complaining about it. Yeah. It's, it's an outlier. And it's put other players and agents in a tough positions. 
I mean, Daniel Jones has already switched agents, which we all know. Right. But you know, the Lamar Jackson saga or whatever you want to call it, uh, that's going to continue. I don't know. And, you know, so I'm interested to see, can is Baltimore going to make an offer that satisfies him? Or, you know, and I really do believe this. I, Lamar Jackson being traded, I, I just – I'll be surprised if it happens, but I won't be shocked, that's for sure. And, it, you know, where does it end? I mean, it, uh, sooner or later – Every quarterback that comes up can't be the next highest paid guy. Right. I don't, I don't quite get that. And I watched TV this morning, and I, that's what almost every person that talks about the money. Well, he's got to go over the top of the last contract, and it's this. And I go, no, they don't. Well, why does it? So sooner or later, some teams are going to stand up and go, it's not going to happen, and we're just moving another direction or something, or get the deal that they want. That doesn't, you know, separate the team. I think that's the huge thing, Dave. These, of course, these quarterback contracts, by and large, have hurt teams, and we'll see where it goes. Because got a lot of guys looking for contracts this year, and they're all stars in the league. Most of them have already proven they're going to be stars or are stars already in the league. I know, I know what your personality is like, and I know how you would handle this. Um, but I'm, I guess, my question would be: You're a well-respected guy by current quarterbacks around the league. You know a lot of these guys personally. Do you think some of a lot of these guys' personalities will be, geez, I got to leave something on the table to make sure I have people around me, or is it like I got to maximize? What do you think the mindset of most of these guys are today? Boy, I wish I really knew. I think it, it's going to go both ways. There's, you know, I'm not going to name names because I, I really don't have a great feel for that, but there's always going to be a group. They want it all. Right. Give me every single penny I can get. I'm not worried. And then there's the other group that if they're really thinking about playing well uh, and, you, you know, what what's the word for it? You know, putting yourself in a position where you know the team can still be good so you can be what you want to be. You know, you got to make sure you don't hurt yourself. And That's a great I, point. it's easy for me to say and maybe you, oh, I, I'll take – 40 million instead of 45 million. Right. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's, it, right. it's, it's truly unbelievable. Uh, but yeah, so I, I, that situation, I think the quarterbacks, if they're really smart, have to be a little cognizant of that. And I'm not telling them to take 10 million less or anything like that. I'm not telling them anything about their, their money. As Warren right. said, taught me once, don't talk about my family and don't talk about my money. And I said, yes, sir. I'll make sure I don't. <laughs> so soon warm. But so the kind of the same thing with these guys, whatever we read in the papers and all that, we don't really know what's going on behind the scenes. And, um, you know, just for me as a fan and as an analyst and does this, I hope they all make team friendly deals so we can see more players and good teams. That's, you know, I root for the, unfortunately, I root for the players to do well. But I also want to see the league do well, and I want to see these teams do really well, too. Yeah. Hey, Dave Lapham here to tell you about one of Cincinnati's fastest-growing companies, First Star Logistics. They're currently drafting freight brokers to join their sales team. Apply at FirstStarLogistics.com. First Star Logistics, opportunity knocking. Yeah, and let, let me get you out of here on this because you've been more than kind with your time. The league itself, like you said, want to see the league do well. The National Football League, man, I mean, my rookie year in 1974, when I look, think back about where the league was and what it was like in 1974 as compared to now, my 
goodness. That is unbelievable. Oh, you talk about a 500-pound marketing gorilla. Oh, my gosh. It's just it's just mind-boggling. It's unbelievable. Uh, the league couldn't be in better shape, right? Uh, I think it's in terrific shape. Uh, you know, they keep looking for franchise quarterbacks. I think the league, this is the best group of quarterbacks in the National Football League we've ever seen in history. And, uh, you know, it's it's – uh, it, it's just tremendous what the league or what they've done. That, like you said, the marketing, it's never out of season now. We got the combine coming up. We got to talk about that and free agency. Oh, my God. We got quarterbacks coming out this year, Dave. Oh, the ESPN won't talk about anything but quarterbacks. <laughs> oh, we're going to hit, but it, it's it's in a great position. And um, I, I don't know what else to say that we got a lot of good football teams. We got a lot of quarterbacks that are capable of winning Super Bowls, and they don't have to be superstars. If you're on a good team, you know I'm not going to say Jalen Hurts is a superstar yet. You know, can I wait a little more? Everybody, oh, he's got to get more than Deshaun Watson got. Well, I, I don't know if he does. Good for him, but I can't imagine that with that football team. But whatever. Hope it works out great for him. I know it will. But yeah, the league's in great spot, and it's fun to cover. That's for sure. And a lot of good teams, a lot of good coaches. Well, I'll tell you, I could talk football with you for hours. You know that, Phil. I mean, I got a tremendous amount of respect for you. I mean, Hall of Fame player, Hall of Fame broadcaster, and most importantly, well, Hall of Fame human being in person. Well, I always appreciate you, Dave. You're great. I get to hear your call sometimes on TV, the end plays of bingo games, and they're going crazy <laughs> in the booth. So, no, it's awesome. Your love of the of, of football – and also the Bengals. I mean, it, it's it's just awesome. And and uh, I, I'm a little jealous. I, the one thing I do miss is my wife said to me not long ago, you know, I'm still a little upset you didn't coach. And I go, well, don't you think it's a little too late for me to do that right now? And, uh, you know, and I said, you just want that fix, right? And that's what she wants. She wants that Sunday fix. I don't know whether to be happy, nervous, hate it, or love it, you know, that kind of thing. As the great Tom Moore, you know, as you know, he's in his 80s, still yeah. coaching Tampa Bay. Amazing. Tom, it's about walking on that field on Sundays. You know, is he, I can't, I'm trying to imitate him. I can't, but uh, <laughs> he's, but that's what it is. Coaches yeah. get through all that misery because when you walk on that field on Sundays, that's what it's all about and all that hard work and, Whatever you want to say is really worth it. You know, that's the one thing, the only thing that I look back on and say, ah, I wish I would have <sighs> coaching. Maybe ah, I wish I might have, wish I would have tried it potentially, but it, because the, we're, we're competitors, right? I mean, right. And you need that. You need, like you said, you need that competitive fix, man. You need to, you need to go challenge yourself against the best. And what well, did you, did you think about coaching when you were done? Were you thinking about it? I did. Forrest Gregg uh, asked oh. if I'd be interested in coaching when he was up in Green Bay. He left the Bengals, went to Green Bay, right. um, and was uh, you know up there. Inquired about it, and uh, a couple of college coaches. When I was doing college football, like I did yeah. some of Chris's games down at Texas. Right. Chris was phenomenal. I think twenty six and six. I think Chris was as a quarterback down there at at UT. Unbelievable. He had a great career down there, and Mac Brown was one that. Uh, inquired about it and uh, a few oh. others at the college level, but I was thinking about oh, recruiting. Oh, gosh, that's what, what a nightmare! But I, <laughs> I was thinking, I was thinking about you know, as an offensive line coach, potentially, you know, in the National Football League, that, that'd be 
that'd be uh something to test your competitors drive competitors oh, yeah, yeah. Because you got a lot of people breathing down your neck, the coordinator, the head coach, and you know, a lot of players to deal with. Of course, yeah. now you have an assistant coach with you to help you out. But right. you know, I always thought I was gonna coach. Always. Yeah. And I somebody said to me in high school, What are you gonna do when you go to college? I said, I'm gonna get a degree and I'm gonna coach. You would have been a great one. You were doing a great one, man. Well, I did have a chance, you know, believe it or not, I had I was offered a couple jobs big time, and but I'd already great. kind of transitioned into announcing just by luck. I never thought about being in TV. And I just go, I was afraid. That's why I didn't do it. I was just a little afraid of making that transition. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, because I said to somebody, yeah, uh, I'd have been fired a couple of times and I'd been angry that I am now. So what good would that have me? So, and you know, that's the truth. If you're coaching the National Football League, your ass is going to be fired sooner or later. So, no doubt. It's yeah. a matter of when. It's just, <laughs> matter of when. Bill Parcells, let's build it and let's get out. Let's do it. Ah, get out. You know, that's the way to do it. So, but oh, I'll tell good. you the, the one thing that uh, a lot of guys, when I was trying to, you know, make decisions on it, they're like, you got to be ready to work our son. I mean, certain months of the year, you're not going to see your family. You're in there. You're grinding, bro. Yeah. So that, that was. Uh, well, I'll, I'll say this. I had a couple teammates that didn't go into coaching. I won't name their names. Yeah. But they were, what do you call it? They were going to work in training camp. So they had to coach during training camp, and they were in the meetings. And one of my ex-teammates says, you know, we had a personnel meeting. Do you think they talked about us like that? <laughs> <laughs> and I said, of course they did. And, and then the other thing was they were falling asleep in the meetings at night. Because the hours and and you know nobody really got upset about that because they said, look, you, you'll get a you'll adjust to this, but this right. is the way it is. Right. You know? So yeah. Oh, do they talk about us that way? Of course they do. <laughs> you get in that room, they destroy you. What the hell is that quarterback or, or, or lineman, whatever? Oh. Uh, it's funny to hear their first thoughts about coaching, how shocked, really how shocked they were. So, but it's all yeah. good. What a great game, though, the game of football. We're, we're so lucky, man, so lucky. Yeah, it is. It, it, it entails everything you need to know. Yep. Be tough, love what you're doing, work hard at it. The reward is tremendous. There's nothing like walking in the locker room, as you know, after a game and winning. Oh, my gosh. And to have, you know, games and years or whatever where you, you are dedicated to your job. And you work hard at it and you play really the best you can. That's the most satisfying of all. And that doesn't happen often in pro football. But when it happens, it's it's something you never forget. That's for sure. Right. Right. And you know, you play as well as you can. And then you're codependent, relying on others doing it as well. Teach you a lot about teamwork. And that that's a big part of life as well, man. It ain't all about you, right? So yeah, no, that's a, that's another cool thing that you yeah. just can't I can't relate it to people enough what it does and it's football is a great game of teamwork and everything else and toughness and going through hard times because it's always going to be hard hell it's always hard yeah even when it goes well you're like damn that was hard <laughs> and so you know my yeah. god and that uh, dude could play that was a I'll tough play. day man <laughs> i can't imagine what you went through you know here you go oh i gotta get in my stance and oh there's the best pass rusher in the nfl here we go oh gosh uh, See, I didn't have to worry about that. I just yelled at my lineman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you spun it 22 for 25 at the Super Bowl. Come on, uh, man. Hey, 
sometimes it works out. That's all I can say. You know, okay. I've watched that game probably two or three times. And you know what I come back with? We won. We were up 39 to 10. Right. And I was watching it going, this score is so misleading. I mean, so many little things that could have gone the other way. You know how it changes so much your thought process, your confidence, whatever. And it, it was amazing. And to see some of the players, I look back for the Denver Broncos and how well they played in the game. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I can't wait to – Ricky Hundley, remember him? Oh, sure. He was a former Bengal, yeah. Oh, my God. He yep. was unbelievable in our Super Bowl. And I can't, yeah. I've can't. i never run into him ever since then because I want to say to him, you, man, you were maybe the best player in the field. No exaggeration. <laughs> you, he was – and he was mad as hell the whole game too, kicking the ball, hitting people after the play. <laughs> he was all over the place. <laughs> he was all over the – I mean, he played with anger. It was, it was great to watch. Oh, well. So – well, Phil, you. as uh, as always, you are the best, and uh, appreciate you carving the time with us and gracing us with your football presence because it is significant, my man. Well, Thanks so much. Always good talking to you, Dave. Hopefully, we'll get a chance to talk this off season, and hopefully, for sure, before the draft, and we'll we'll tell the Bengals what they need. <laughs> okay. Sounds like a plan, Coach. All right, bud. Have Thank a great you. one. All right, thanks for having me on, Dave. Thank you, Phil. All right. Dave Lapham here, and every day I am grateful for my experience to have played professional football. As a player, I realize self-motivation, leadership, and appreciating your teammates are key. At First Star Logistics, you can use those same attributes to create the life you want for you and your family. Build your future by working hard like I did. You'll see results both on and off the field. Call First Star Logistics today and be part of our winning team. Opportunity knocking.